this summer. Your local movie theater will become a tent revival for proclaiming Jesus. And you're invited to be a part of this unique evangelistic campaign. Join with Believers Nationwide for the Million Souls Campaign to bring unsaved family and friends to watch the powerful new movie, The Firing Squad, starring Kevin Sorbo and Cuba Gooding Jr. The Firing Squad tells the incredible true story about prisoners who find faith in the face of execution and transform their prison in the process. As the movie ends, co-star Kevin Sorbo comes on the screen to lead the entire theater in a prayer to commit one's life to Jesus Christ, providing an on-site opportunity to introduce family and friends to the message of Jesus. Go to FiringSquadFilm.com and learn how you can receive free tickets and more to the Firing Squad and participate in this unique theater event. Bring your friends and your family and bring your faith. That's FiringSquadFilm.com to learn more. Hey, podcasters, today a great show. Uh, we start right with the farmer uh, who is, I think, Stu, he likes Michael Bloomberg, right? Because Michael's taught him an awful lot. Oh, tough. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, we have a farmer right off the bat to talk about Bloomberg and his ideal health care uh, ideas as well. A news story that, you know, Democrats, you're actually in bed with the devil. Rudy Giuliani joins us for an hour to talk about Trump and the, the different things going on with the Ukraine, China, and now he says a new document that shows that Joe Biden himself, not just Hunter, uh, was uh, under investigation. And new study that show conservatives are being targeted at record number. Uh, and wait until you hear this. And tomorrow night, Wednesday night, is the Wednesday night special on Glenn's TV show. Uh, it's on, uh, I was going to say coronavirus, which would be hateful. Hateful. Well, he changed it because you don't want people to hate the Chinese. That's right. It's COVID-19. Yeah. COVID-19, the big breakout. All the details on that in an hour-long special on Wednesday night. And while you're in the uh, podcast app, click over to Stu Does America and subscribe there now. Uh, tonight we have uh, a bunch on uh, Bernie Sanders and socialism that I think you'll enjoy. So check it out, and here's the podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. We have, uh, it's not Michael Bloomberg on the phone, is it? Who, who do we have on the phone? Hello? Hello? <laughs> Hello? Are you, I can't understand you. You sound like you're speaking in the wrong end of the phone. Hi, Mr. Beck. Yes. Hi. Hi. I was talking on the wrong side of the phone. Okay. All right. Well, that I do that happens. about half the time. You do that about half the time. Someone dialed the phone for me. I dialed seven, and never, you never answer when I dialed seven. Right. Well, I, that's not my phone number, seven. And uh, I wanted to talk to you. I'm a farmer. You're a farmer. Mm-hmm. I'm a farmer. You're a farmer. Okay. You know, I, I just put seeds in the ground. Yeah. I cover it in dirt. Yeah. Put some water on it, right. and the corn comes up. <laughs> that's, that's what I do. That's what you do. Now, that's what Michael Bloomberg says, that it's all required. He could teach anyone to be a farmer. And I, so I first started farming a while ago. been doing it for a long time. Uh-huh. Last week, I learned how to put on my own shoes. You put your own shoes on, so too. So I learned how to farm first. You fart what? I learned how to farm first. 
Okay, before you learn how to put your shoes on. Because the shoe part was harder. Right. Than farming because right. farming. How? Give me. Can you get? Can do it. Right. Can you give me the process again according to Michael Bloomberg? Yeah, you put seed in the ground. Put a seed in the ground. Put dirt on top. Put dirt on top. Put water on top of that. <laughs> yeah. And then you got the corn popping up. Okay, so now yeah. what does the water do? One, one thing I want to warn yeah. you about, though, right. if you try this at home, mm-hmm. the the corn, when it pops up, can't just eat it. Can't eat it. No, there's leaf, there's leaf wrappers on it. Leaf wrappers there's, on yeah, it. Yeah, there's wrappers that are leaves. Okay. You're not supposed to eat the leaf wrappers. Okay, all right. I will also say that in the middle of the leaf wrappers mm-hmm. happen to be a Corn core. Corn core. Very too crunchy to eat. All right. So the corn is between the leaf wrapper and the core. Right. Eat that part. Okay. And when you get that part, and you and you put the water on. Remember when I said you put water on top? Yes, yes, yes. You put the water on top to make the corn, and then you cook the corn in the water, too. <laughs> put the corn on the top. Really? Put the water on top of the corn. So corn I, comes I'm up, a little lost here. Take so the leaf wrappers off, put it in water, and that cooks the corn. Wow. It's, How, it's called farming. Right. How long had it, did it take you to learn that scientific process? Three seconds. Three, three seconds. Yeah, I was, I was four years old. Mm. My mama told me, hey, put, put the dirt on there, on the seed. Uh-huh. Put the water on top, and the corn pop out. Okay. And right. I've been doing that forever. And then the just Sorry. just the other day, mm-hmm. I was able to take my first shower. Your first shower? Yeah, I didn't learn how to shower till yesterday. Really? Yes. Now, are you glad that Michael Bloomberg's around? Oh, I'm going to be voting for Michael Bloomberg for sure. <laughs> All the farmers? Because he understands. Are... You see, there's a big separation you need to understand. Right. What's the separation? There's dumb people like me who are farming. All right. And what do we do? You know, we sure we feed people all around the world and, and, and keep people nourished with healthy produce that's shipped all across the world and increase our crop yields to uh, levels <laughs> never before seen using GPS tractors that are wow. are actually, Use. it's incredible what yeah. we do. <laughs> but it's not as good as is like what he does, which is getting stock prices to people. Right. right. That's pretty impressive. And, you know, the information technology technology yeah that's impressive because how else you gonna share those cat videos right if you got a video of a cat doing something cute well that's just gonna stay in your house if it wasn't for people like michael bloomberg right okay now sure i can ship thousands of varieties of produce all around the world with a global ship uh, uh, supply chain that you know, certainly would be impressive to anyone um, who knew anything about it. But, I mean, he's helping those cat videos get out there. <laughs> right. Which is pretty damn impressive, too. Right. All right. Well, thank you very much. I'm sure you have some seeds to put in a hole. I, I, you know what I've been doing? What? I put the seeds in the hole. Mm-hmm. And I put the dirt on top, mm-hmm. put the water on top of that, and the corn pop out. Mm. And just yesterday, I learned that the underwear is supposed to go inside the pants. <laughs> I've been wearing them outside for 40 years. Thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Just a, yet another farmer from the middle of the country voting for Michael Bloomberg, uh, which I think is, uh, which I think is, 
I mean, it still makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, all the farmers, all the all the metal workers. He say he he said all metal workers. You just put a piece of metal in the lathe, and you turn the crank in the direction of the arrow, and you've got a job. Yeah, you got to have the arrow though. That's important, right? You got to know because they, they wouldn't be able to figure out which way to turn turn it unless no. the arrow was no, there. No, I mean, I wouldn't. Uh, you know, I I don't think that there's. He's not talking down to metal workers no. or to farmers. Or to farmers. Yeah. I, and I want to give you, in case you didn't hear, this is the actual quote. Do we have the audio of him saying this? I think we do. You, mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. You dig Anybody, a hole and put a sit in. Listen. in this room, so no offense intended, to, to be a farmer. You, it's a process. So you dig a hole, you put a seed in, you put dirt on top, add water, up comes the corn. Then we had 300, <laughs> you could learn that. Then, then um, you have 300 years of the industrial society. Uh, you put the piece of metal on the lathe, you turn the crank and the direction of the arrow, and you can have a job. And, and we created a lot of jobs. 1.98% of the world worked in, uh, in agriculture today. It's 2% in the United States. Uh, now comes the information economy. And the information economy is fundamentally different mm. because it's built around replacing people with technology. Dirt. And the skill sets that you have to learn are how to think and analyze. Ah. And that is a whole degree level different. Can we get that farmer back on the phone? You have a different skill set. You have to have a lot more gray matter. Because you have to have more gray matter. Because you don't think or analyze if you're a farmer or a metal worker. Incredible that he believes that. That is incredible. You know, it's you think I could not get something to grow out of the ground if you paid me ten thousand dollars. Do you know how hard it is? <laughs> how much you have to know about? It's not like you put some dirt on it. You know how much you have to know about the dirt? I don't. No, yeah, I have no, no idea. I don't, you know I don't either. Because I, I go to a store and it's all there. <laughs> right. That's why. Right. And that's not because of me. It's because of farmers. Right. It's because of farmers, and it's because, because of farmers. Capitalism. Be, they can be replaced. You know, you know what this is? You know what this is? This is the exact opposite of a Marxist revolution. M- the Marxists used to say, you know, all the bourgeoisie, all the shop owners, all the intellectuals, you know, they're the ones that are getting us into trouble. So they went and they killed anybody with a skill in a shop. They did it to the farmers, too. But they really started with the shop owners, the the bourgeoisie, the 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 capitalists that had a skill. Have you ever seen a, I collect watches. Anybody seen a Russian watch before? You ever see, ever see anybody go, Ooh, wow. Wow. That's a great watch. <laughs> Where was that made? Ooh, the former Soviet union still today, nothing good. Watchmaking. <laughs> nothing comes, comes out of Russia. That's any good. Why? Because during the revolution, they killed all the watchmakers. They killed them all. They couldn't keep time. They had to learn it all from the start because what they did, and they did this with farmers too. Oh, you know what? Who wants land? Who wants land? Who wants to be a farmer? Well, I'll be a farmer. How's it work? You just put you just put a hole in the ground, put a seed in it, throw some dirt on it, pour some water, and up comes the corn. Well, that sounds great. Yeah, well, the farmers aren't producing enough. Now, you know nothing about it except everything you need to know, right? 
yeah, I put a hole, and then I put a seed, and I put dirt, and then I put water. <laughs> yes, that's all you need to know. You can do better than they can, right? Sure, I can. Is there dirt and a seed and water there? Yep. Okay, I'll do it. They killed all the farmers. They just replaced them with other people who had never had any farming experience. You know what happened? People starved to death, and they couldn't write down what time it was when the person died because they didn't have any watches or clocks either. This is incredible. This is the elitist mentality that every socialist always has. They always, we can do it better. We just do it from top down. You know, now technology, yeah, technology, you have to analyze things. When it comes to what's wrong with the crops, you don't have to analyze anything. Did you put dirt on top of the seed? Yeah, I did, Pa. Did you put water on it? <laughs> I did, Pa. Well, there ain't any corn coming up. You skipped either step one or step two. This is so insulting. How much more is this country going to take? Seriously, how many, how, let me rephrase that. How much more are the Democrats going to take? And I don't mean the Democrats in the big cities or especially the Democrats, the ones who are sitting there in their think tanks that are all about the Democratic Party. I mean the average person that votes for a Democrat. How much more are you going to take? How much more are you going to take before you realize uh, I'm in bed with a devil? In fact, you know what? I actually have a story that will prove to you you're actually in bed with the devil. The best of the Glenn Beck program. We have the we have a farmer on again. No, use the other turn 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 the phone around. Other side. Oh hi. Hi, you're speaking into the earpiece again. I press number seven. And I'm, I'm glad no, you're here. There's more numbers than that. I just wanted to tell you one more thing about farming that I left out from before. Okay. Right. There's a hole in the ground, mm-hmm. and the corn seed was put there for you and me. Mm-hmm. There's a hole. In the ground, where the corn seed goes, somebody's no, making money. No, it's no, no, no. Why? In the ground, where the corn seed goes, somebody's making money. Why would you do this? Why? There's a hole in the ground. <laughs> in the ground, there's a hole where the corn goes for you and me. No, I, okay. Stop! 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 Hang up the phone. Oh my gosh. Why would we do that when we have the Johnny Cash version? Of there's a hole in the sky. Mm, you know, all the good. farmers love this from, of course, the Seattle uh, City Council meeting. <laughs> people do we do we have us. it? People hate us hate for this. Hate us for this, I know. Here it is. Uh, oh. This is the country version. A hole in the sky. Tree once was. Such a lack of light and sound. All that's left is bare muddy ground. A magnificent tree was murdered. The mighty dollar cut it down. Oh, I
I wonder if you have the guts the to guts. get a comment from Rudy Giuliani on the hole in the sky where the tree should be. Will he comment on it? I don't think he will. I think he's afraid of the issue, to be frank with you. I'm not he's afraid running to ask him. From Are it. you calling me chicken? <laughs> McFly? McFly! This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Hey, it's Glenn, and if you like what you hear on the program, you should check out Pat Gray Unleashed. His podcast is available wherever you download your favorite podcast. Hi, it's Glenn. If you're a subscriber to the podcast, can you do us a favor and rate us on iTunes? If you're not a subscriber, become one today and listen on your own time. You can subscribe on iTunes. Thanks. Mr. Rudy Giuliani. Welcome to the program, sir. Are you there? Good to see you, Glenn. How are you? How are you? So glad. I'm that... good. I'm really good. Glad to have you uh, I was... on the program. I was just interested in your shave secret because I shaved myself with a straight razor this morning and I cut myself. You use a straight razor? Yeah, I do it every couple of couple of days just to feel like Clint Eastwood. Yeah. <laughs> My grandfather used to use a sh- straight razor. I've always wanted My to use My grandfather one was scared. a barber. Was he? Oh, yeah. And, you know, he used to... Yeah. So I decided about a year ago I had to learn how to do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Let me ask you this. You're in our New York studios, and I appreciate you coming in for the interview. Um, oh, I enjoy it. First, if we can, before we get into the uh, nitty gritty about Ukraine and Biden and Trump and everything else, can you give us your uh, your thoughts on Bloomberg? You know Michael Bloomberg. Sure. I know Michael uh, really well. I mean, I, I uh, endorsed him for mayor. A lot of people think that got him elected because of a very unusual time. It was right yeah. after September 11. Right. He was way behind. And I was at probably at the height of popularity. I was like 90% approval at the point. At that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of have an issue with him right now because of stop and, and, and question and frisk, which he said he inherited. But he's not making a distinction that's really important. Uh, when I had Stop, Question, and Frisk, which I developed with Bratton, Safer, and then, and then Bernie Carrick, uh, we were challenged by the Justice Department as well. And I went down and argued the case in front of Janet Reno and Eric Holder, hmm. and I demonstrated to them that we were doing it constitutionally. But the difference was that we had very clear records that people were stopped for reasonable cause. Our success rate was uh, acceptable. And the most important thing is For example, the objection was that we were searching 68% African-American males, but they're only about 15% of the population. Well, the point that we made is they they actually committed about uh, 72% of the violent crime. So it was, in fact, uh, a a valid – it was, in fact, a valid uh, (laughs) – A number. I just threw away my, my cell phone. I, no, I, I'm watching. If you're watching on the blaze, you just saw him reach into his pocket, grab his cell phone, and throw and, it and, towards and the Billy door. Did, and, and Billy didn't catch it. Billy didn't catch it. Well, there goes another cell phone. didn't catch it, Billy. <laughs> but the, the reality is we showed that we, we kept it very well controlled it, uh, uh, based on Terry versus the United States. You're entitled to stop someone on reasonable suspicion mm-hmm. and ask them a question. And then if that develops any more suspicion of a crime, you can do a search. And if the search reveals a gun or narcotics or stolen jewelry, you can make an arrest. So you have to do this in stages. Even the mere fact that they called it stop and frisk showed they didn't understand it. Uh-huh. It's stop, 
according to the United States against Terry. It stopped question for us. So here's the difference. Uh, my last year, we were a, li a little under 100,000 stops. When he got it declared unconstitutional, he took it all the way up to 600,000 stops. Oh, jeez. And, and he had a 5% success rate. 5% <laughs> success rate. What is that, 550,000 people who get searched and they have nothing on them? Uh -huh. I mean, it, it's a, it's a, it's a, it was a difficult thing that he did. Uh, I agree with it because it is a good method for taking guns out of the community. But you've got to understand the Constitution if you're going to do it. You have yeah. to read the Terry case. You have to understand that it's a very technical thing that has to be done. And maybe his failure being a lawyer kind of hurt. I don't know. Um, let, let's, let's switch over to uh, uh, Trump and the impeachment and what's happened since. Um, I think people saw this impeachment for what it was, which I think was incredible. Just incredible. This is the most botched uh, case I've ever seen. Uh, I've, I've just never seen the American people show less interest in something. They knew almost from the outset uh, that this was just a bunch of garbage. Yeah, and it's, emer it's emerging for me and has been for the last three or four months that this was, this was planned. This is not uh, just happenstance that, you know, they found a few things. This, this started to get planned somewhere in 2015, I can trace it back to a meeting in the White House in 2016 when uh, members of the Obama and Biden NSC met with Ukrainian officials. I have three witnesses to this, three Ukrainian witnesses under oath, willing to come to the United States and swear to this, that, uh, Ukra that U.S. officials told the Ukrainians to dig up dirt on Manafort in particular, mm -hmm. and then inside meetings on Trump and, and on Trump Jr. was followed up by telephone calls. One of the people involved is the suspected uh, whistleblower. If that's true, he'd be there at the beginning and the end. Yeah. In other words, he, he'd be there at the beginning of trying to stop Trump, kind of like Peter Strzok. Mm -hmm. I, I have a plan to prevent him, but if I can't prevent him, I have an insurance policy to take him out. I mean, this is not a way to relate to a presidency, to a candidacy. There's a sickness to this that gets very, very close to a conspiracy to bring about a coup that went on for two or three or four years, not just, you know, for a short period of time. So are you satisfied that something is being done to uh, to uh, make the people pay for, you know, the, this conspiracy? Because it really, it, well, I'll I mean, know the, that I'll know that I'll know that when it ends. I am I am uh, not a patient person. Yeah, I was never a long investigator. Investigators tend to take long because they're very precise and they want everything perfect. I, I mean, I did the commission case in two years. You know, the commission of the mafia. We did the seizure of the Teamsters in three years. We took over the entire union and tossed out the organized crime people and stra straightened uh -huh. it out. I, I like to investigate fast. I like to get it, get it done fast. I think evidence kind of shrivels up when you let it go too long. A lot of these modern prosecutors, you know, investigate forever. So I'm a little impatient with the, with the time that's gone by. I mean, let, let, let's, uh, let, let's look at um, let's look some, of the some of the crimes here. There's a DNC official named uh, Alexandra Shalupa who uh, was giving information, was, was getting information from Ukrainians and turning it over to American reporters. 
Well, that's the, that's the crime they were supposedly investigating mm-hmm. President Trump for that he didn't do. How, how come they're not investigating her? What, was she the Democrat, so she has immunity? It's, it's kind of ridiculous. And, and Joe Biden, you know, admitted a bribe on January, I've forgotten the date, 28th or 27th of uh, 2018. He said, I told that prosecutor, I told that president, if you don't fire the prosecutor, you don't get your $1 billion. That's the crime of bribery. Mm-hmm. Also, there's also evidence that Ukrainians can come here and testify that he had an earlier bribe. Zloshevsky, who was the crook that hired Biden's son, basically the payments to Biden's son were a bribe to Joe Biden to get Joe Biden to protect the company. Because when Biden bribed the president of the Ukraine, he got him to dismiss three cases, not one. The case against the son, the case against the oligarch who had stolen $5 billion and now has that safe in his possession, and a case against a company that was going to be seized by the Ukrainian government that the uh, crook, the oligarch, the organized criminal is now sitting in Ukraine fat and happy holding. So this is a very, very serious crime at the highest levels of government. And it's only because of our corrupt media that this thing is not going forward. And the fear that our prosecutors have that they're going to be they're going to be pilloried by the corrupt media, like what they're trying to do with Bill Barr right now. They're trying to intimidate him. Right. Um, Rudy, did you I don't know if you saw our last special last special I did, I think, two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, It was excellent. About Kolomoisky. And the. You know, looking at the document from Latvia and seeing the yes. money trail, and we know where that money went. We know that it went to Kolomoisky. Um, and so he's sitting there with a lot of this money. He then at the same time is made a governor uh, right where the <laughs> right where the war is happening with Russia. He's known as building military, the military uh, and buying all this stuff with his own money. He may have used his own money, but is there a chance that this was a uh, an illegal war that yeah. we didn't go through Congress? Is there a chance? Sure, there's, sure, there's a chance. And Kolomoisky, in the process, developed his own militia. Right. So he's a, he's a very frightening man. I mean, he's. I mean, so basically, you know, if you think of if you think of uh, uh, Ukraine. Think of Game of Thrones, if you've watched Game of Thrones, or think of medieval England before they had a king. Like 10 or 12 barons, the oligarchs, they are at war with each other and, and in alliances with each other all the time. Uh, not, all of them, not all of them are violent. Some of them are. I, 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 sh- I should say not all of them are crooked, but I'm not sure that's right. Right. He, and, uh, but he is... But some are more crooked than others. And, and Kolomoisky is... Frightening. He's he's a Tony Soprano kind of character. Um, yeah, he's, he tends to be more volatile and uh, out of control, more violent. But the, uh, the others do killing, too. I mean, uh, for example, uh, Shokin, who's the principal witness, the man that that, that Biden had fired uh, in September, October, uh, got very ill, brought to the hospital. Uh, they had to bring him to Austria. And he was examined by the doctor who saved the life of about four people that Russians and Ukrainians have poisoned. And that doctor, who's world famous, has a, uh, gave me an affidavit saying he was poisoned with mercury and almost killed and lost, uh, uh, lost the use of a good deal of his kidney and, 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 uh, 
and he probably is going to survive. But this is um, the one Biden had fired. This is the one Biden had fired. All of a sudden he gets poisoned with mercury. Two days after they raid President Poroshenko's home, the real fear in Ukraine, Glenn, and nobody here gets it because they're covering it up. The the corruption with our media could be as bad as Biden's corruption. The, The real fear in Ukraine, the top of the top of the food chain here is Poroshenko. Poroshenko got. Maybe 100 million. He's the guy who built that huge palace uh, for himself, right? It's now, I think it's... Yeah, he stole stole the Ukrainian people blind. He was a good friend of Biden's. That woman, Yanukovych, who was against corruption, Mm -hmm. she endorsed him for president. Everybody Mm -hmm. knew he was the biggest crook in the country. The Democrats are so phony. In fact, I have a report that I'm going to put out because I put them out one or two a week, that says that, without any doubt, during the Obama years, corruption in Ukraine increased dramatically. Well, how, how could it not have increased? Our vice president went there and committed corruption, right? Right. Okay. <laughs> his, his son's relationship was corruption. Rudy Giuliani is uh, with us. His uh, podcast is Common Sense. And Rudy, I want to go back to something you just said a minute ago. You're 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 releasing these documents in dribs and drabs. Why are you choosing to do it that way? Well, I'm choosing to do it that way because I actually have released them before. One or two are new, but I released them starting in February and March of last year in the hope they'd be picked up by the FBI, the Justice Department. And maybe change the mind of the press that this was a real crime. Yeah. And all they did was uh, try to uh, destroy uh, J- uh, John Solomon, mm-hmm. who, who did nothing wrong other than to break a story that he should right. get the Pulitzer Prize for. I agree. And they've made him into some kind of scoundrel. He printed nothing untrue. There's nothing that I've said that's untrue and that isn't supported by evidence. Right. Uh, they say Shokin is corrupt. Shokin says the same thing Biden says. Right. Biden says, I forced the president to fire the prosecutor with the threat of money. That's bribery. Shokin says, he got me fired. (laughs) Right. The only dispute they have is Shokin can prove that he was investigating Biden and his son. And I now have the prosecutorial documents that show that all during that period of time, not only was Hunter Biden under investigation, Joe Biden was under investigation. What were they investigating? What were they investigating Joe for? They're investigating Joe, uh, number one, because there was a $900,000 payment that was denominated for lobbying Joe Biden. And they didn't know whether it was uh, laundered or not. They knew that the the, uh, $14.6 billion to Hunter was was lobbied. And there was always a theory of the case that Zloshevsky, the crook, reached out to Joe Biden when Joe Biden became point man for the Ukraine and made a deal with him. You protect me if they try to take my business away and I'll give your son a no-show job. And that that was the real bribe. And there were witnesses to, to that. So uh, that he was under investigation to see if that were true. Rudy, uh, is there... Is there um was there anything else beside just greed, in your opinion? I mean, I have a hard time thinking that all of these people were involved in covering up for Joe Biden and everything else just for greed. There had to be 
more to it to make people feel like they were doing their patriotic duty. Well, I mean, the, the, the Biden thing, the Biden thing sounded strange to me at first when I heard it, because I never thought of Joe as a crook until I looked at his history. Biden's been doing it for years, uh, Glenn. This is a pattern. I mean, point, point man means he gets named point man in Iraq. He fails to negotiate a status of forces with the Iraqi government. And his brother, James, makes all that money. Gets, uh, uh, he gets half a, a part of a, a $1.5 billion housing program. He knows nothing about housing. Mm-hmm. Makes maybe half a, half a bill. Half a billion dollars. The kid makes somewhere between, they don't even know how much. They think the Biden's got somewhere between 8 and $20 million. Because they haven't been able to go through all of the laundered transactions yet. And the United States hasn't cooperated. And then the one in China becomes a point man. China becomes a, a partner in his private equity firm. How, how, how is it possible that we actually live through the son of the vice president being a partner with the government of China? And Biden did nothing about it. And not only that, but is the things he's Democrats can do on. anything. I know. And, and they can do anything. It, it is... Uh, it's terrifying to me that, you know, we look at Google and say, what are they doing over in China? Here's Hunter Biden investing in face plus plus <laughs> with Chinese money and making money off of the rounding up of their citizens and putting them in reeducation camps. I could make a pretty darn good Rico case against the Biden family where uh, the, where the enterprise, because you have to have an enterprise, is the Biden family. Their job is to monetize his public office, which they do for big money three times when he's vice president. You got three other situations when he was a senator for lesser money. That's, all, that, you know, that's more than you have in most RICO cases. So, more money than most RICO cases. And it's been used, and I was the first one to use it, against white-collar crime and political corruption. So I had Peter Schweizer on, who's done an awful lot of, of oh. this legwork. He's great. Um, and what they've done to him. Yeah, I know. And he said something to me that is uh, that puts us on the path of Ukraine if something doesn't change. And I want to go there and talk to you about that in just a second. Sure. Rudy Giuliani joins us from our studios in New York City. More with him in just a second. Stand by. Rudy Giuliani joins us from our New York studios. He is releasing a podcast episode on Wednesday where he looks into the prosecutor's file and releases a new bombshell document. Uh, and uh, he's talked a little bit about this. We, I, I want to I, I ask you, are we looking into China as well? And when I say we, is the Justice Department doing anything on China? Not that I know of, Glenn. No, I wouldn't, you know, I can't, I don't know all their investigations, but I am close to some of the people that would normally be called. They are not, as far as I know, looking at China, nor are they looking at Iraq. And both of those, there's probable cause to believe a crime was committed and a crime eerily similar to what was done in Ukraine. I mean, among other things, as a prosecutor, I'd look into those crimes. I told you possibility of a RICO case, Mm -hmm. but also as prior similar acts, because and particularly the Iraq situation. You know, it's one thing to say I didn't know my my son was involved in this and making all these millions. Yeah. But just a few years earlier, you didn't know your brother did the same thing for half a a few years before that. Your other brother did the same thing. 
So, and you didn't know you didn't know about the Ponzi scheme that went on in their Paradigm uh, uh, company, and you didn't know about. I might go on with about eight of these. So, he, so here's the thing: Peter Schweitzer, who's who's done research for oh gosh, a good part of a decade just on the Bidens alone. Um, he, he, I was talking to him last week, I think Friday, and I said, you know, Peter, why won't they investigate this? And he said. It's because, Glenn, there, in his opinion, there are too many Republicans and too many people involved in Congress. They don't want to open this bag of worms. Uh, They're all dirty to some to some extent. None like the Bidens, but they're still dirty. Do you believe that's true? And isn't that what the Justice Department is supposed to do? I don't know the facts that Peter knows, so you can ask me to deal with a hunch. Mm-hmm. I have found great reluctance on the part of the Senate to go near this. It's almost like a... I know. Uh, it's like a cone of silence. <laughs> like, oh my God. But, you know, I, I, I thought maybe it was senatorial privilege or... But, you know, senators don't get to commit uh, bribes at the highest level of government. Right. And uh, vice president certainly didn't, don't do that. Agnew didn't get away. Agnew took like $10,000. This guy took, you know, $14 million. You can't let him get away with it. There's also an issue here of national security. Uh, it is true that a corrupt Ukraine is not very useful to us as a bulwark against R- Russia. And all these phony Democrats talk about, oh, we didn't want to support Ukraine and Ukraine is a bulwark against Russia, and they've been corrupting it for 11 years. A corrupt Ukraine is useless. A solid Ukraine, where when you give them, one of the things I'm going to reveal, just one small example, is $4 million was given to improve part of the criminal justice system. $2 million never got there. It went to an Italian NGO. Uh, There's a a report that's going to be brought out that shows how their, how, how their money was diverted so that if we give them $400 million, we're not sure that any more than about $200 million gets to what it's supposed to be used for. Rudy, I don't think that there is anything that the president can do that is more important than getting the Justice Department, the intel, the State Department cleaned up. Because if, if we don't clean this up, I am a I'm a law and order guy. I'm I red, white and blue. I love the FBI and everything. And even I am stepping back from the FBI and the Justice Department and saying, I don't know. I don't know if if this is clean or dirty or what. We've got to clean this up or we don't we have, have any trusted institutions. And this is the only president I think that will do it there. there there's a, um, a statement on tape of one witness that I interviewed who's an expert on this. And he said he says, quote, President Trump is the first American president to raise this unaccountability of money, this waste of money, this theft of money in Ukraine involving Americans. We always blamed it just on Ukraine. Ukraine, you stop your corruption. Mm -hmm. Imagine Biden going there and telling them Mm -hmm. stop your corruption. And they all look at him and say, Mm -hmm. yeah, a good way to stop it is get your kid out of here. Mm hmm. That would stop it. How about, the, how about getting rid of the no-show job for millions for your kid? That might cut down on the corruption, Joe. I knew. So I, you, can't, you can't be a phony. You can't be a phony 
and exhort other people to stop being corrupt when you're putting money in your pocket. Rudy Giuliani, I know you got to run. Thank you so much. Please say hello to, our, uh, to the president. Give him our best. Um, I will. And uh, we'll talk to you again and thank soon. thank you so much. Thank you. Thank God you, bless. too. Rudy Giuliani. Um, I, I have to tell you, there is... When you talk to Rudy Giuliani, there's, there's John Solomon, Peter Schweizer, Rudy Giuliani. They have the documents. They know the story. And when you sit down and talk to them, you know, there's a lot of people that you'll talk to and they get a little squishy here and there. There is never any doubt in my mind when it comes to the Ukraine documents and what he knows on this. The same with all the people that are being discredited. It, it, there's just this sense of, oh, no, no, don't, don't trust me. No, here, here's the document. No, no, go ahead. Look for yourself. Here, I have them on tape. Here, here's this, this, and this. There's no one that is debunking this that is doing the same thing. They're just name-calling, dismissing, smearing, or confusing. No one's saying, no, you know what? Let me sit down. I'll explain it to you. See, here's the, here's the chart. Here's how this went. Nobody's doing that. I'm uh, you've done so much on this already, and I've certainly possible that I forgot about it. But did we know that Joe Biden was being investigated no, directly? No, we no, did not no. know that. We did he just kind of threw that in mid sentence in the middle yeah. of the interview with no. Yeah, I think that's one we need to follow up on. Yeah, I think so, bit. too. I'm being, curious. Being investigated um, by Ukraine, by right? Ukraine, by Ukraine for a payment right. of some sort. Yeah, I have not for consulting. Well, look, you got to consult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course you do. I mean, of course you do. You know, consultation. I, I would is find always... that astounding. That would show how ballsy he's getting mm-hmm. to where he could just say, "Yeah, just pay me directly." I, I mean, I'd like to see the paperwork on on that one. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Like listening to this podcast? If you're not a subscriber, become one now on iTunes. And while you're there, do us a favor and rate the show. Um, We're just talking about um, uh, Donald Trump and Rudy and I were talking offline. And he said, you know, I I helped write some of Reagan's speeches and I was a, you know, a Reagan guy. And he said, I think Donald Trump is a much better president than I expected. And uh, he said, I think he's starting to rival Reagan. Um, And in some ways, I mean, I've always that always has bothered me. But in some ways, I think he's right in the way of Reagan saying, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Reagan went against the State Department, his advisors, his speechwriters, his chief of staff over and over and over and over again. Before he walked on that podium uh, at the Brandenburg Gate, the secretary of state looked at him and said, Mr. President, do not put that line in. That will cause all kinds of problems. He said, I know it wasn't in the speech. They removed it against his (laughs) wishes. He said it anyway, and and look what happened. And I think that in the same way of the bold, I don't care what 
you're advising me to do. You know, one of the things that I've talked about it before, George Bush saying, hey, whoever sits behind this desk, they're going to make the same kind of decisions, same advice and same advisors. What Donald Trump has done is shown that that is Washington wisdom, not necessarily true. So in other words, for 70, 80 years, we've been told, oh, yeah, and you recognize Jerusalem as the capital. It'll be Armageddon. Nope, wasn't. You move the embassy, Armageddon. Nope, wasn't. You go after and you hit somebody like Soleimani and you take him out. Oh, World War Three. Nope, wasn't. If you don't, on the other hand, if you don't react to the Saudi oil fields, and you're not tough on that, if you just let them get away with it, nope. I mean, he's breaking all of the traditions and some of the things that um, are lies, and we've known their lies. You know, how much, how long do we have to try this State Department? Uh, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Hey, let's get involved in everybody's business. How long do we have to do that? It's been a hundred years. Look what it's brought us. And to me, I think that will be his biggest, could be his biggest accomplishment. I mean, yeah, I, I think that uh, the Jerusalem thing is a really good example of, of, of a Reagan-esque sort of activity, right? Like, I, I mean, and Reagan obviously didn't even do that, right? <laughs> he, he didn't do that. Um, but Trump did. And despite it being promised by several presidents in a row, I mean, it, it, yeah, the and they were that, all advised by the same yeah. people. And Trump just doesn't do it. He just doesn't care. Between yeah. that and, you know, I hate the way he has done it. But he is such a hammer. He's not a bull in a china shop. He is a bull with hammers on taped to each foot who's been airdropped into a china shop. <laughs> he, he breaks everything. And the way he's done it with the press, I don't think, I'm not sure that the press would have been exposed the way it is now, not because of him. But because he points to them, they hate him so much. They do anything and everything, which is just discrediting them. They have no credibility left. And it's not because of him and what he's said about them. It's about what they say and do about him. That proves him right. You understand what I'm saying? So it's not like it, it's... It's because of who he is that the press has discredited itself. The press has destroyed itself. I think that's true. I mean, they, because they hate him so much. Abnormally obsessed with him. I think right. they've hated all these Republican presidents. They hated oh, no. Bush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I don't. I don't think not the like difference. This. I don't think the difference isn't necessarily level of hate. It's level of obsession. They are completely obsessed with everything. Yeah, I think that's he probably does. fair. And, it's, and, a dis- and it's not much of a distinction, level of but it's a uh, obsession of destroying him. Yeah. I mean, they, they got to destroy they, him. Exactly. I mean, they said lots of bad things. They called George W. Bush a terrorist. I know. Think of what kind of accusation that is for the president who's president on September 11th. That's not right. a minor thing to say right. about somebody. And you know um, what? But he, they could have continued to do that if you have Mr. Nice Guy. But this guy has finally said, I don't care about what you call me. I don't care because I'll call you worse. 
and it, that's not that's the baby <laughs> way in my opinion that's not the way i want to behave but because it is happening it's lessened all of the effect it has a unique effect. I mean, it's it that, does. we are in the middle of so many interesting experiments right now. Oh my gosh! Because not you know, first of all, you have Trump who came out of you know from basically from a celebrity businessman sort of world into the presidency, and you have kind of a, another experiment that's never before been seen or tried before, which is Bloomberg right now, which is a really fascinating thing to watch if you just care about history and and politics and c- can someone spend. I mean, he spent $400 million on ads already. That does not include staffing and organization, which he's paying double and triple. Almost what anyone else is paying. $30,000 field organizer jobs, he's paying eighty-five. dollars you know, So all of the good ones are going to him, of course, because guess what? The market actually works. Um, and he's, crazy? He's, he's pushing himself into a, a position where he's in second place nationally. And he is... It's never been seen. He's buying the election. Everything that they say... I know. I love that because that's what yeah. they always say. I, I don't. I don't. I look, he's got the money to do but it. Who, okay. Who that's has fine. he? Who has he? What? Name one vote he's purchased. No, no, no. He's None. just flooded the yeah. airwaves. He's doing everything they say they're against. But again, each person that answers those poll questions has to know, individually make a decision and has never I been know. paid by Michael Bloomberg, with the exception of all the field organizers. I'm just. <laughs> those I'm people have been that's paid what, by. I'm saying that's yeah. what they have always said. Yeah. About the Republicans. And they themselves, the Grinch, are carving the roast beast. You're listening to Glenn. The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.